Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of the dictionary. If you listened to yesterday's episode, you heard David as the guest reader, and we have David again today. We'll see if I let him back in again、uh, in the future.、Thank、All right, Spencer. <laughs> David, go for it. All right, thank you, Spencer. I'm having a lot of fun with this. Our first one for today is alternation of generations.、Uh, this is from 1813. And the definition is the occurrence of two or more forms differently produced in the life cycle of a plant or animal, usually involving the regular alternation of a sexual with an asexual generation. So, sort of a mix and match there. Yeah, literally, I guess. <laughs> Very good. All right. So our next one has actually two forms, two definitions. This is alternative one. Okay, so this is an adjective from 1540. Number one, we have the synonym alternate one. Number two, offering or expressing a choice, such as several alternative plans. Number three, different from the usual or conventional. So I I would probably say Spencer is an alternative. To a, <laughs> there's no alternative to me. I'm I'm unique. <laughs> Very good. This is three A Spencer. It's existing or functioning outside the established cultural, social, or economic system. The examples here would be an alternative newspaper or alternative lifestyles. The next is three B. This is of relating to. Or being rock music that is regarded as an alternative to conventional rock, and is typically influenced by punk rock, hard rock, hip hop, or folk music. And personally, for me,、uh, alternative really、uh, hit me in college when I heard Kurt Cobain. I thought that was alternative during my time. Three C of or relating to alternative medicine, and here it would be used in、uh, a statement such as. Alternative therapies, and the adverb form is alternatively, and the noun is actually alternativeness. The second form of alternative from 1576. This is when alternative is considered a noun. One a, a proposition or situation offering a choice between two or more things, only one of which may be chosen. One B, an opportunity for deciding between two or more courses or propositions. Here's two A, one or two or more things, courses or propositions to be chosen. Two B, something which can be chosen instead, such as the only alternative to intervention. And three is alternative. Rock music, and there is a synonym listed. Check out choice. So the synonym is choice. Our next one is from 1977. It's a noun, alternative medicine. So it sounds like that kind of got going at the same time culturally. We started to experience that in this country. Yep. It's a noun from 1977, meaning any of various systems of healing or treating disease. Such as chiropractic, homeopathy, or faith healing. 
not included in the traditional medical curricula of the U.S. and Britain. So interesting that neither country picked this up as an alternative form to medicine. Well, it's an alternative form. Literally. Yeah, it's, they didn't pick it up as a traditional medicine, and I think there's obviously still a lot of people who agree with that decision. And before Spencer and I go down that rabbit hole, let's just go to the next, the next definition. It is a noun from 1972, alternative school. The 70s were quite a, a time for social change. The definition is an elementary or secondary school with a non-traditional curriculum. And I think many of us uh, know what, what that would look like. In fact, I'm sure some of us have some friends that have uh, kids in alternative schools and such. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's a big thing, especially nowadays. Right. And let's go to the next word, Spencer. It's alternator. Alternator. It's a noun, an old noun from 1883. And it means an electric generator for producing alternating current. So here's a word that uh, might be uncommon in your usage. It's Althorn. It's spelled A-L-T-H-O-R-N. And if you're into music, you might already know what this word is. It's from 1854. It's a noun. It means an alto sax horn. So it's basically an alto saxophone, Spencer. Well, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. It's a sax horn uh, might be different from saxophone. I actually played the saxophone for many years and uh, I've never really heard sax horn. Uh, I mean, I, mean I, don't, I don't know, maybe it's sort of a, a, a slang usage, but um, I might have to look into that and see what a sax horn is. Touche, I walked right into that, you having played saxophone. I only played the French horn. I set you up. And the piano by ear. Yeah, you, that's not surprising. Uh, and if, <laughs> I don't know where that attitude's from. Okay, the next word is although. And there is... An uncommon spelling of although. Uh, most of us know although is spelled A-L-T-H-O-U-G-H. There is also a version A-L-T-H-O. And it's a conjugation. It's from the 14th century. And it means in spite of the fact that. Or even though. Our next word is a noun. Altimeter from 1768. Altimeter is spelled A-L-T-I-M-E. E-T-E-R. It means an instrument for measuring altitude, and more specifically and especially, an aneroid barometer designed to register changes in atmospheric pressure accompanying changes in altitude. You know what it's saying there, don't you? You, you understand every single word in that sentence? Sure. Yep. And I, me too. Especially when I consider it's also a noun, so now it all makes sense. Altimetry. That is another form of altimeter. It's a noun, A-L-T-I-M-E-T-R-Y. Our next word that we're going to look at, Spencer, is a noun. It's altiplano. And it sounds like another uncommon word probably for most of us. A-L-T-I-P-L-A-N-O. And this word is from 1919. It means a high plateau or plain. And the synonym is tableland. So this word is actually uh, from American Spanish, from the Latin altus plus planum. So I think a lot of us can, can make a, a judgment there if we know altus is altitude and actually also means high. So altus and planum together, high plane. 
Our next word is altitude. It's a noun from the 14th century. There are a few definitions of it here. 1a is the angular elevation of a celestial object above the horizon. 1b, the vertical elevation of an object above a surface, as sea level or land, of a planet or natural satellite. This is 1c1, a perpendicular line segment from a vertex of a geometric figure, as a triangle or a pyramid, to the opposite side or the opposite side extended or from a side or face to a parallel side or face or the side or face extended. That was a fun uh, definition. I'm completely lost. Yeah, me too. Here's number two. A high level, as of quality or feeling, such as the altitudes of his anger. 3a, vertical distance or extent. 3b, position at a height. And 3c is an elevated region, and usually used in plural. Eminence is a synonym. Also for a synonym, you can see the word height. And I think that second one, height, is for uh, the word as a whole. Eminence, I think, is specifically for the 3C definition, and then height is for the whole thing. Thank you, Spencer. We also have uh, two adjectives that uh, derive from altitude. It is altitudinal and altitudinous. Fun words. Yes, so if you hear someone tell you that at a party or use one of those two, they are both right. They probably also listen to this podcast. They should probably get off their altitudinal horse as well. <laughs> nice, nice one. Nice Sorry. One. Um, our next word is a- attitude sickness. Sorry. Pretty sure that's altitude sickness. <laughs> you, you've got sickness in the attitude. <laughs> Your attitude is so sick. Okay, sorry. Altitude sickness. Remember, folks, this is a 47-year-old with contacts. The word is a noun. It's from 1901. And here's the definition. The effects, as headache, nausea, or swelling of the brain, of oxygen deficiency in the blood and tissues developed at high altitudes, having reduced atmospheric pressure. So this is something, Spencer, that probably a lot of mountain climbers experience. Yeah. Have you ever experienced this? I did experience this a few times. Uh, One of my favorite states in the country is Colorado. I spent a lot of time there. And every time I've uh, hiked to a peak, I've had some form of at least slight, slight oxygen uh, depravity. No, no attitude sickness. Um, I, I think, I think that's a lifetime disease for me. <laughs> I, I actually did experience altitude sickness when I was maybe ten years old. Uh, my family and another family went on a road trip to the Colorado area. Uh, I can't remember if it was Colorado or some other part, but um, we we were way up there. Rocky we were, Mountain National Park, maybe, right? Probably, probably. And we were at a restaurant, and I said I got to throw up, and I threw up into some. I think they brought like a, a potted plant over or something. I think I threw up in that. And uh, I think I felt better. But yeah, that's my altitude sickness story. I do have an altitude sickness story. I think I got, or or more than one, but I'll keep it short. I had a few uh, experiences of that in my uh, uncle's plane. When I was growing up, he would fly us around in a Cessna. Uh, so he would just stop by and he would just, you know, uh, pick me up as his favorite nephew, as his nephew who was named after him. Um, and he would fly me around uh, just, just different beautiful places, Tennessee, Wisconsin, 
been to a lot of places, but I did experience altitude sickness. Did you throw up in the plane? <sighs> I did not. I, I held it, but I was very, I could tell I was sick. Mm-hmm. All right, Spencer, we're, uh, we're rounding out uh, the, the process here. Spencer, we are down to the, uh, there, there's two words here. There's two meanings of one word, okay, and two forms of this word, alto. So the first one is a noun. Um, the plural is altos, uh, and it's from 1724. There are a few definitions here, Spencer. 1A is actually a synonym. They list countertenor. 1B, the synonym is contralto. So it's kind of like a counter-alto. And I think it could also be pronounced contra-alto, depending on the context, I think. Well, it does have 1A, but it's a good point. It could be. Yeah, but that's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. Contralto. So, And then we have uh, a second definition. The second highest voice part in a four-part chorus. And that's probably what most what resonates with most of us. The third definition is a member of a family of instruments having a range lower than that of the treble or soprano. So especially an alto saxophone. And it comes full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. We've answered our own question. The, the first saxophone I played... Question. Uh, the first saxophone I played was an alto saxophone. Um, I moved on. I don't th- actually. I skipped the tenor, uh, and then I went right to the baritone. But I did get to play the bass saxophone for a couple of years, uh, and I even tried out a contrabass saxophone once, which was awesome. And I hope that wasn't the last time I get to do that. But uh, let's move on to the second form of alto. And Spencer. Uh obviously didn't tell you that he uh, rehearsed as well for The Simpsons, but uh, they replaced the part and uh, made it a woman instead of a man. Uh, the next, the second, <laughs> the second version of alto is actually an adjective from 1724. It means relating to or having the range or part of an alto. And our final word for today, Spencer, and it's a doozy, so I'll spell it, is Alto cumulus. Now, if you are a weather fan, you've probably heard this term. It is from 1844. It is a noun. And in plural form, you would spell it alto cumuli. So it's A-L-T-O-C-U-M-U-L-U-S. And in plural form, instead of the L-U-S, you would spell it with an L and an I. This is from 1884. And someone must have looked up on a cloudy day and came up with this. You know what, Spencer, would be interesting if they listed who these uh, definitions uh, were discovered by, if they had that person's name. When I edit this, I can uh, look up alto cumulus and see if there is a single person uh, who's designated as the inventor of the word. I doubt it, but there could be. Right. I'm sure everything existed around that time. Cumulus, cumulonimbus, alto cumulus, strato cumulus, whatever. Maybe I made up stratocumulus. I'm not sure. Uh, 1884 is when alto cumulus uh, comes into our, our vernacular. It means a fleecy mid-altitude cloud formation consisting of large whitish globular masses with shaded portions. And you would see what an alto cumulus looks like if you would see a cloud illustration. So that's what the... Uh, 
dictionary says. Yeah, and I think that uh, if when we get to the seas, there will be an, an illustration of various forms of clouds, is what I'm guessing. Well, that is ending our episode. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to David for talking. Thanks for having me on, Spencer. Hope to hope to be on again sometime soon. We'll see what the people say. Uh, please email at dictionarypod at gmail.com. Tweet me, Facebook, etc. All the information is uh, are in the episode details. If you want to give me money so I can pay to do this or so I can afford to do this, I have a Patreon with zero subscribers. Thank you very much. And uh, until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye. <laughs>